Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Booth 61. Featuring movers and shakers on the Atlanta tech scene, organizations serving the tech market, and the inspired people who lead them. Now here's your host, Ricky Steele. Welcome and thank you for visiting Booth 61. I am Ricky Steele, and I passionately serve as the Chief Development Officer for Hunter Technical Resources, Atlanta's premier IT staffing firm. We have a very exciting show for you today, and we're going to jump right in. But first, I want to take a half a minute to introduce uh, my producer and my good friend, Mr. Kevin Finn. Kevin is a master at the control board and actually hosts a number of shows on Business Radio X himself. Haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, Kevin. How you been? It's been too long, Ricky. I am doing good. We got beautiful weather. It's finally feeling like spring slash summer here in Atlanta. So, it's a good thing. Well, you're going to have your hands full today because we not only have a tremendously large crowd of folks in the studio, but we also have a guest uh, in Ohio, and uh, and I'm just looking forward to this to today's presentation. I think it's going to be one of the best. I think it's going to be a great show, and there's going to be plenty of people. I'm trying to break your record for how many people you had in the studio for. Booth I'm not 61. sure this won't break the number of people who actually have listened to any show live. Uh, <laughs> we may break two records today, but. Uh, as most of you know that listen on a regular basis, our goal for Booth 61 is to build community and allow the rising tide to lift all the boats. And the guests that I have in the studio today have been doing that for their entire careers, both in their business life and in their passion, dedication to make Atlanta and the world a better place. As I mentioned, we have a full studio today with several old friends and a few new ones. I want to briefly introduce all of them to you, and then we're going to start asking questions, and they may give you some further background as we get involved. Uh, first, very honored to have Ms. Karen Renner. Karen is a CIO of Novellus and was co-chair of this year's Digital Ball. James Franklin, of course, everyone knows, is CEO of TechBridge and ringmaster of all the great things happening in our city through TechBridge. Jennifer Higgins is the program manager for an exciting new program called Adopt a Nonprofit Initiative at TechBridge. Mr. Dennis Garden is executive director of the Georgia Firefighters Burn Foundation, a motivator, motivational speaker, and the man who brought the house down at the digital ball. With Dennis is Mackenzie Bailey, who is with Children's Services Directory, also for the Georgia Firefighters Burn Foundation. And the tallest person on the show today is calling in from the great state of Ohio, my friend, Mr. Bill Van Curen, CIO of NCR, and was the other co-chair of this year's very successful Digital Bowl. Welcome, everyone. Thank you. Thank great you. to be here. Good to be here. Glad all, y'all could all be here. Also in the studio is my sidekick and dear friend, Jess Jones, who's one of the stars of Hunter Technical Resources. Jess will be tweeting and posting on Instagram, and her handle is JJESS. J-J-O-N-E-S, Jess Jones with two J's. Welcome, everyone. I want to ask a series of questions, and some will be directed to some of you in general, and some of those will be kind of to the floor. Any of you feel free to jump in at any time. Uh, to begin with, we've got to set a foundation. And if you don't know about TechBridge and you're listening to the show live today or you're listening to it on a podcast next week or in a month or whatever, and you're not familiar with TechBridge, you're either, A, not in the technology industry, or you've been in a coma for the last couple of years. TechBridge is an unbelievable organization, and uh, it's www.techbridge.org. And TechBridge has touched millions of lives over the past 10 years working in conjunction with the not-for-profit community. 
I believe I could spend the next 30 to 45 minutes talking about TechBridge and, and my love for the organization and what I've seen them accomplish. But since we do have the ringmaster and CEO, James Franklin, I'm going to ask James the first question. James, for those folks who have been in that coma for the last uh, 10 years or have not been involved in the Atlanta technology community, what is TechBridge? Thank you very much, Ricky, for that uh, very nice introduction. Um, TechBridge is an organization that helps other nonprofits be more effective organizations. And so nonprofits are wonderful at having the passion to change the world. Uh, TechBridge provides them with the tools to help make that happen. Um, we do that in a variety of different ways, but really it boils down to two things. Uh, we give them the products and services and the strategy that they need to become more efficient in the execution of their mission. And then the second thing we do, which is equally important, is we help them pay for it. Uh, nonprofits uh, uh, struggle uh, to find the money to fuel uh, their mission and to give them the resources that they need. Every nonprofit struggles every day with this. And they especially struggle with investing in themselves. Um, it's easier to get money for your mission, right? People feel that. But when you say we're going to invest in a process uh, uh, mapping project or we're going to try to become more efficient uh, by streamlining work streams, it just doesn't really tug at the heartstrings. Uh, so we help with that. We have amazing donors and amazing community here in Atlanta and across the country that understand that uh, nonprofits can be effective businesses, but that requires investment. And we help them realize that and get these projects funded. Uh, James, how long has TechBridge been in existence? And, uh, and go a little bit more into that funding uh, a part of the program. H how do you fund this enormous operation? Sure. So TechBridge started about 14 years ago, and it started as two different ideas that merged into one. One is uh, there was this thought that the technology community is powerful in Atlanta, and we should get them together in the form of a really big party called the Digital Ball, and we'll raise a bunch of money that night and do good with it. And then the second idea was nonprofits need a consulting organization that are going to help them to execute better. And the two sides got together and decided that the party uh, should benefit the consulting operation, and that became TechBridge. So regarding how we fund our operations, um, it's, it, it breaks down into a few different buckets. About 65% of our funding comes from philanthropy, people giving us money uh, to make the world a better place. 35% uh, of it comes from the nonprofits paying for the services. Uh, we think it's important to have an earned revenue part of it uh, so that nonprofits are investing in their success. Um, we used to give some stuff away for free. Uh, and what we found with anything in life, uh, you, people put value on it based upon what they pay for it. And even if it's $100 that they put in, uh, they're going to, to value it much more. And we need the nonprofits to be partners with us, uh, and so therefore we want them to make a contribution. That's commensurate with their ability to pay. Um, and then regarding the philanthropy part of it, uh, a big chunk of that does come from the big digital ball. The digital ball, we uh, I don't have the total number yet, but I'm sure we surpassed uh, last year's goal of $1.2 million. And that really funds a dramatic part of our organization. Uh, it funds all the R&D that we've done in the past year. It funds the subsidies the, that we apply to nonprofits. Uh, it takes care of the majority of our fixed cost, uh, so we don't have to pass those on to the nonprofits. Um, then the second big piece of our funding, which is actually new, is the TechBridge Nonprofit Exchange. And uh, in our model, if we want to double in size, then before the TechBridge Nonprofit Exchange, we would have to have another digital ball. 
which would be hard, hard to do. So we came up with this model that said when we bring on new clients, we also want to bring on uh, the matching donor resources necessary to make that project happen. Uh, and then we can price our cost so that it's covering that incremental cost to serve this additional nonprofit. And that's what the exchange is. It's a crowdfunding site uh, that is exclusively technology and process improvement uh, projects um, for nonprofits to help them be a better business. And uh, our foundations uh, can sponsor projects. Our corporate sponsors, who have been so great uh, with our Adopt a Nonprofit program, uh, can be sponsors just like they have been with adoptions. Or even uh, the new power of getting the crowd involved. Uh, so having the crowd jump in and make these projects happen. And Dennis Garden and the Georgia Firefighters Burn Foundation is a fantastic example of that when they were our very first uh, TechBridge nonprofit exchange campaign. James, I know that we do have uh, Dennis and McKenzie here. We're going to talk about the Georgia Firefighters Burn Association in a minute or two. But that's one of a lot of not-for-profit organizations, both in Atlanta and in 20 states around the country. How many associations or not-for-profit or foundations are you currently helping today? We help about 100 nonprofits a year. And uh, actually at the Digital Ball uh, just a couple of weeks ago, uh, I got up on stage and uh, felt inspired to commit to the community that we would uh, support 200 nonprofits wow. uh, in, uh, in the next 12 months. 200. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah. In addition to the Georgia – didn't, I didn't ask the team uh, before I made that bold <laughs> claim. So, uh, and from what I understand, no one has submitted their resignation, so they're on board with you. Apparently, apparently, that uh, that bodes well for us. And, but the exchange is a really big part of how to make that happen. Um, going out and doubling the number of nonprofits that we serve without having you know capital markets financing our growth, we're really looking to the donor community to help make that happen. Let's kind of uh, we know the Georgia Firemen's Burn Association is is really been at the forefront of things right right lately but what are some of the other I know the Atlanta Community Food Bank and I could begin naming ones that I know off the top of my head but what are some of the organizations let's say in the last 30 days that you've been intimately involved in helping them transform their technology well there's of course uh, you know Atlanta Step Up Society who won our technology innovation award I'm really excited about uh, what they're doing uh, they have a wonderful mission of helping veterans uh, who have suffered from homelessness. And uh, the executive director and founder's uh, story was just unbelievable uh, about – I don't know if he said this at the night. Um, I may have been distracted but uh, by uh, the amazing campaign that we were running. But uh, him and his wife, when they bought their first house, it was for the veterans they serve. So before they bought their own home, they bought a home for the people that uh, they cared about. And I just thought that was an amazing statement. Um, so obviously excited about helping them. Um, you know, we also have Health Empowers and uh, uh, Piedmont Park Conservancy uh, that were the runners-up in the TIA. And we've gotten busy uh, helping them. You know, in, in, uh, it's not just about the TIA winner who's going to get help, but it's also the finalists. And we've already had an outpouring of support for their mission as well, and we're taking steps uh, so they get what they need. And then also we have a really exciting project that has been made possible by a number of donors, but uh, primarily I would say the Home Depot Foundation, uh, which gave us uh, six figures in order to jumpstart what we're doing in the area of poverty uh, and homelessness. 
And so we're working with uh, Gateway, uh, Veterans Empowerment Organization, uh, Quest Communities, and, and several others uh, that are uh, basically shelters that focus on um, lots of different needs, but they also have veterans programs. And the fact that we're doing all of these shelters together means we have the opportunity to actually revolutionize the way uh, homelessness uh, is, is managed here in the city and maybe even across the state. So we're working with the city of Atlanta and uh, Atlanta Mission uh, and, and other uh, housing providers and, and community supporters uh, here in this community that uh, I don't want to go into too much detail about it uh, since it's still on the drawing board, but I'm extraordinarily excited about the thought leadership that the city of Atlanta is showing and our community is showing. And, and I think you're going to see metrics change that we care about, like the number of homelessness in Atlanta. That is quite exciting. Before I shift gears a little bit, let me ask you one last question, James. Um, TechBridge is set up to assist the not-for-profit community. You're generally not helping the end recipient, whether it's the Georgia Firefighters Burn Association is helping them, the Atlanta Community Food Bank is feeding them, another organization providing housing. But you all have done a lot of studying recently over the last year. How many actual people were impacted or touched through TechBridge and these wonderful not-for-profits? Uh, $6.5 million. Let me, uh, let me say that again. <laughs> 6.5 million people. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> let, 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 th- process that a minute, uh, whether you're listening live now or listening later. 6.5 million people have been touched by TechBridge. If that doesn't get an amen out of this audience, I don't know what will. Yeah. And uh, our goal that we set out for ourselves uh, was by the end of 2017, uh, we would have 10 million people served. Um, I, I, I think we're going to greatly surpass that goal. That is amazing. Thank the good Lord. I want to stay on TechBridge for another minute, but I want to redirect the questions a little bit to uh, my friends uh, Karen Renner and Bill Van Curen as the co-chairs uh, and co-host of this year's Digital Ball I know both of you. I know what you do for a living. I know that you work 28 hours a day being CIOs of two of the biggest, most prestigious organizations in this community. Yet, you figured out a way to give up hours and hours and hours of your life to make this event happen this year. I want to ask kind of a two-part question. First, why would someone consider TechBridge a good place to invest their money to better our community? And what is your heart reason for being involved? Since I'm staring at Karen, I'm going to ask her, and she's also a Weagle Weagle War Damn Eagle from the great Auburn University. Uh, I'll ask her first, and then I want uh, Bill Van Curen to jump in. Karen? Well, for all the reasons James mentioned, I mean, it's certainly an inspiring organization that really can reach out and touch just a variety of different um, organizations and really touch the lives of, of millions of people, as, as James mentioned earlier. So it's a great cause, and the Digital Ball is just a great event. It just generates so much excitement from the technology community, and it's just uh, inspiring to see all the people come out to support the event. So for me personally, it's just a a great time um, and opportunity to invest my personal resources to support such a great cause. And you've hosted a lot of things. I know I attended an event Novellus hosted at uh, for TechBridge a while back, so you've been very active for quite some time. Yes, we've um, been a great supporter of TechBridge, um, both Novellus and, uh, of course, uh, the, the team uh, that uh, attends the ball and, and participates in all the activities. So it's just, again, it's been very inspiring to learn more about the organization 
and to really understand the mission and see the, the impact that it really can have across our communities. Bill Van Curen, CIO of NCR and a graduate of the great Ohio State University. How about your involvement? Thanks, Ricky. It's actually the Ohio State University. The, I have to correct you a little bit. The there. only university in Ohio, if I recall. Yeah, I'm, I'm calling in from the data center here in Dayton, Ohio today. I still have a, a small number of employees here. As you know, we uh, moved our headquarters to Atlanta four-plus years ago and, and have uh, grown thousands of jobs in Atlanta. But I still have a small group here sitting in the data center with no windows, but I think it's raining outside, typical Ohio weather. So calling in today, uh, I would answer the question this way. Um, if you think about a public company, um, they typically spend 3% of revenue uh, on an IT budget just to maintain their systems. Uh, for a nonprofit, right, that uh, has no revenue uh, per se, 3% of zero is still zero. So the way I think about it is those of us in the IT community who really get it and know what it takes to run an, an organization, you have to have automation and systems. Um, and so it really needs to be um, supplemented and, and donated and contributed, you know, from the haves to the have-nots. So I think of it in terms of, you know, profitable companies, whether they're public or private, um, need to support uh, the needs of the nonprofits. And the beauty of TechBridge is sort of a, an umbrella organization really without regard to the, the type of need, whether it's the homeless, uh, the poverty, you know, the undereducated, um, there's a whole list uh, of recipients that you don't necessarily need to get into each one of those, although you can. You can adopt a charity, and we've done so. But that's the beauty of TechBridge is having that ability to, uh, to contribute to the nonprofits and know that the IT becomes a multiplier for their effectiveness uh, to operate. Bill, your personal involvement, I know I met you originally when you were on a panel for United Way, and I know that you were, of course, the CIO of the year from GCLA, and you're very active in the community. But what's your personal engagement at TechBridge, and why has that been something that you have devoted as much time as you have? I, I, I'd say to you very personally, I've, I've been very fortunate in my career you know, to, to have a good education, to, to be uh, privileged to be part of a very successful company. And, um, you know, we all need to step back and, and understand that we're not all as lucky as uh, some of us are. I'm a lucky guy. And so just for me, it, it's important to, uh, to not lose sight of that fact and to maintain balance um, and reach into the community, uh, particularly for us, NCR being a new corporate citizen in town, uh, looking for, you know, additional ways to, to reach out and embrace uh, the Atlanta community. Well, I have the two co-chairs kind of on the spot. Uh, let's talk about May 3rd. What a fantastic night that was. All the entire day from the setup to uh, we were able to do a nice booth 61, had a fun time before the event, the event, and then the after party that Dell coordinated. Uh, talk about the night and what all accomplished and, uh, and kind of your general impression. And maybe we go back to Karen and you begin, and then, Bill, you jump in if you will. Well, it, it was an extremely exciting night. You know, we had um, over 800 guests in addition to over 60 of our colleagues that were supporting uh, TechBridge Digital Ball as, as host um, of the event. So it was great to come out and, and be able to spend some time with a bunch of our colleagues. So that was exciting. Um, but the, one of the most exciting um, opportunities we had that night was to really witness the first crowdfunding for um, the TechBridge Nonprofit Exchange. So that was, uh, you know, quite an event. And, of course, Dennis and, 
and Crowd did just an awesome job of, of bringing us uh, to our feet um, to understand um, his story and, and the exciting things that they're doing in his organization. So it, the whole night, I think, was very successful, you know, from the, from the beginning with the um, Big Nerd Ranch um, host event all the way through to the after party. It was just great to see all the people there and, and the engagement and the involvement and the excitement. I forgot about that. Thank you, CBQ and Aaron, for the great job that y'all did putting together the early reception. Bill, how about what was your impression for the night? Well, in addition to the uh, the main events that Karen described, you know, I always look forward to some of the behind the scenes actions. I think I most um, anticipated for me is always what's what's the Ricky Steele costume going to be this year? You know? <laughs> well, I had two so, I had two yeah, costume well, changes. The world's largest jockey. I can't wait to see what you're going to be next year, Ricky. And, and I also look forward to the, uh, the picture of the CIO gathering. And, and we have, you know, luminaries there, Karen and others from the, the active CIO group. And I look forward to, you know, retired CIOs like Becky Blaylock from Southern Company and, and Bob DeRoads. Of course, Bob's hooked on with Target now. He's active again. But that's a highlight for me is, is that group picture that's taken before we, um, we end that VIP session and go into the the main session, and certainly having a room full of, of donors that make up the 1.2 million that James talked about earlier, and I know we're well north of 1.2 because we probably added another 3% during the night with real-time, you know, messaging from our phones and donated on top of that 1.2. So that's for me, that's the highlight of the night. Well, it was an incredible evening, and uh, we were talking a little bit earlier over lunch. Um, I never understand how TechBridge can top any single year, and yet because of the great chairs and co-chairs that get involved, the CIOs who take their time and energy to, to really plug into the community, you always figure out a way to top it. And I know that uh, next May we'll be having the same conversation and will be blown away at, at the event next year. So uh, thank you for all you've done, Bill, and certainly Karen. And uh, this community owes both of you a great debt of gratitude, and thank you very, very much. I want to turn a little bit to Jennifer Higgins now. Uh, Jennifer, you run an exciting new initiative within TechBridge, and you were part of some of the awards given away during the Digital Ball. Uh, please share with our listening audience, uh, who is the winner of the Technology Innovation Award given by Accenture this year? That was the Atlanta Step Up Society. And their goal is to help the helpless and the homeless and people who've been struggling with addiction to have hope again and to start a new life. And they are really inspiring. James mentioned, that, mentioned it earlier, but Robert Barber and his wife Martha, the founders of the organization, they live the message every single day. They're in their thrift shop right there on Boulevard in Midtown Atlanta, working with veterans and helping people change their lives. What an amazing time to do it as we are taping or as we are having this show live uh, less than a week before Memorial Day. Um, how important it is to remember our veterans. Uh, being a veteran, having a son that's a veteran and a father that was a veteran, um, uh, I am appalled at the number of people who voted in the Georgia primary yesterday because good men and women have shed blood and died or are homeless and have gone through mental uh, and substance abuse uh, to give us that right. And I would just urge everyone to be sure that when the next election comes up, you vote because people paid a hell of a price for you to have that opportunity, and yesterday was embarrassing as far as I was concerned. But tell us a little bit more about the Step Up Society, Jennifer, if, if you've got any more to add to that. 
Right. Well, they, um, they're a very grassroots organization. Um, they've got lots of people who are going through their programs of healing, and they are involved day-to-day in the operation of their thrift store. Um, we featured them in a video at the Digital Ball, and uh, they showed the executive director what he does every single morning, which is go through sheafs of paper, um, getting ready to do the routes for all the pickups of donations that they gather in the community. Um, and we are really excited because we're going to help them transform the way that they operate their, their business. Um, and we're going to help them get all of that information into a database so that Robert can just pull up a report every morning, see which routes needs to be run, need to be run, who's assigned to do it, and they can be off to, to a start much sooner every single day. Which is the beautiful, beautiful part of TechBridge. These people have a passion and a heart for veterans, and they know how to do what they do. Y'all give, TechBridge gives them the tools and the technology to be able to do what they do to serve more people more effectively. I mean, if it's not a win-win, I don't know what the definition of a win-win might, might be. There was another significant announcement at the Digital Ball, and we have the recipient of that, uh, that story here. But tell us a little bit about that, uh, Jennifer or James. Right. We announced the debut of the, no- the TechBridge Nonprofit Exchange at the Digital Ball, and it was really exciting. Uh, Karen mentioned it before. The, the premise here is crowdfunding. So TechBridge um, has always worked with nonprofits, and we know that they struggle to be able to afford the technology that they need to transform the way that they operate. So this is a new funding mechanism for nonprofits. Um, it's a, a, a chance for them to get the funding they need to get the technology that will help them uh, improve the way that they work. So we, what's unique about the Nonprofit Exchange is that TechBridge works with the nonprofits to um, vet the scope, figure out exactly what needs to be done, make sure we've got the right solutions in place. And um, we work together to market the campaign. So the nonprofit uh, reaches out to all of their supporters, all the people who care about their mission. TechBridge, we reach out to all the people who care about our work, which is around technology, so all of our, our IT community that supports us already. And we spread the word about the need. And people can contribute in small amounts. Um, people can help by spreading the message across their own social media networks. And together, we'll raise this money. The other neat part is that TechBridge guarantees this work. So um, once the, the money comes in from the crowdfunding campaign, TechBridge sets to work um, to do the scope, to, to get the work done, and we guarantee that we're going to complete it for the money that was raised. James, you want to add anything to that? Yeah, I just want to say it was. Uh, we did a text-to-pledge as well uh, in the crowd, and uh, it, the goal was a $10,000 uh, campaign. And uh, uh, you, you said we're going to top it next year, and I hope you're right, but it's going to be pretty difficult for a few reasons. One is, as I was reading the instructions on how to do the uh, text to pledge, uh, Jay Farrow, the CIO for American Cancer Society and our board chair, is tapping me on the shoulder. And I was really annoyed because I'm like, I'm kind of busy here. You know, I'm <laughs> kind of in the middle of something. He's like, look, look. And I looked down, and in about, I don't know, 30 seconds, uh, we had hit $18,000 from the crowd. Uh, and we had a... Uh, $5,000 match from Box. Um, so all we needed was $5,000 from the crowd, and, and we hit $32,000. So just truly amazing. And then the other second thing, which was amazing, is when someone entered the phone number for the pledge. And so when I saw the $400 million pledge come in, uh, you know, I, I got really excited, I have to admit. Well, I recall interviewing you on Booth 61 before the event. And you really didn't want to talk much about it, and you really want to talk about the goal, and you really were kind of a nervous wreck. And um, <laughs> of course, 
and I um, was not able to be in, in inside the ball during that portion. But afterwards, I asked somebody. I said, "How did it go? How did they do it?" They said. Well, it took them almost 12 seconds to pass the goal, and I said, well, thank the good Lord. So, uh, so that was fantastic. Well, we're very fortunate today. Uh, I did not get the opportunity of meeting Dennis Garden uh, that night, who is executive director of the Georgia Firefighters Burn Foundation, and he's here in the studio with Kenzie Bailey, who is uh, not only a right-hand person but someone very active in the organization. Um, we want to spend a few minutes talking with them. Uh, Mr. Garden is an accomplished public speaker, successful business person, former television talk show radio and radio personality, and at the night of the digital ball, Mr. Garden did some mighty fine preaching. Uh, at the end of his presentation, I didn't know whether we should have an altar call or pass the collection plate. Uh, we passed the collection plate, and fortunately, $31,000 ended up in it before the night was out. Uh, Mr. Garden, tell us a little bit about your mission, uh, about Georgia Firefighters Burns Foundation, and also some of your personal story, how you came to this place. Well, Ricky, I, first of all, I want to say thank you for having us on the show today. It's an honor, uh, sir. To help the community know a little bit more about who we are and, and what we do. Um, to talk about it, uh, the mission of the Georgia Firefighters Burn Foundation is to partner with the fire service and burn care community to provide safety and prevention education, support medical facilities here in Georgia, and to assist burn survivors in their recovery. And I'm glad I have Mackenzie Bailey here with me today because she she's going to go into a little bit more depth in, in defining what those things are. But it's, it's, it's rather unfortunate that we're on radio and not television because as these people sitting around the table from TechBridge are talking about what they do, I just wish people could see the passion in their eyes as they're talking. Amen. Um, and we're so fortunate as an organization, one of those 100 nonprofits that are benefiting from this partnership. And, and we, we talk about it around the office that it's so much more than a partnership. You know, it, it's, it's, TechBridge has really embraced us into their family. Mm -hmm. And we, still, we feel so fortunate about that because they've not only helped us to get some of the, 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 the technology infrastructure that we need to, to perform better, but they've also educated us, educated us on what we need. But more than that, they've now that they began to educate us, they began to put the pressure on us to begin to do more than we ever thought was possible. You know, we felt as a nonprofit, it's not often we feel that we're doing enough. As a nonprofit, you always, the downside is the more you help, the more you see that there's help out there that needs to be provided. And uh, we're well aware that there's a lot more for us to do, but uh, I'm executive director of the Georgia Firefighters Burn Foundation, and I have been for several years. And prior to that, I was a volunteer for probably more than a dozen years. And I was a volunteer for the same reasons that I'm executive director, to provide some assistance to a population that most people don't even know exist. And that's a population of people who whose lives are impacted by the devastation of burn injury and trauma. And I say that because I'm a burn survivor myself, having gotten burned as a child. And really looking back and recognizing the struggle, not only for me getting burned, but the struggle for my family having to deal with the child who was injured. And we didn't have a Georgia Firefighter Burn Foundation to assist us, and we really struggled. And there was a lot of challenges that we encountered that we didn't have to. But now there's an organization in place. You know, there are organizations like the Georgia Firefighters Burn Foundation across North America that can kind of 
reach out and hold people's hands and help them in that journey of recovery. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't take an opportunity being here on this, this radio station and, and having this platform to really give my sincere thanks to all the people at Tech Bridge because they're not doing it because they have to do it. <laughs> you know, these folks would be doing something else. They're doing it because they recognize there's a need there, and we so appreciate that. And, and I'm not just thanking them because as the executive director, I'm thanking them as someone who, who needed the services that are provided in the nonprofit community. And just to be a part of that, to help provide that service and affect change in people's lives, and to log on with partners like TechBridge, it's just an amazing, an amazing thing. And, you know, you said, thank God earlier for what, what happened at the Digital Ball. Man, um, that was quite an amazing event. Mm -hmm. We were invited, and, and I won't get into the fact that I had to rent a tux, even though I have one in my closet that mysteriously has shrunk, and it no longer uh, fit. I don't, I don't know what happened with they that. They do that. They, and it's amazing how that happens. And just to dress up real pretty and, and smell real good and, and go out and have some fun, and it was just a room full of not only pretty people and people who were really dressed up, but it was, it was a room full of very caring and compassionate people, and that made it such an amazing event. And we did raise more money than we had, we had anticipated. But I'm not sure if it, it had so much to do with us as much as it had to do with it was an opportunity to speak to a need that was there. You know? And I don't know if the money was raised because of what Dennis said on stage more than it was, it was an opportunity to allow people to help the same way. Raised million point two or greater than that in uh, cash and in-kind services, uh, and then there was probably half a million dollars worth of clothes being worn yes. that night. Yes. Yes. But there was ten million dollars worth of heart exposed, yes. and yes. Uh, the love in that room was just amazing. And uh, Mackenzie, why don't you dig a little bit deeper into the Georgia Firefighters Burn Association and talk about what you've been doing? Um, yeah, so thanks again for having us. It's really weird to hear myself, so just let me get used to that. So um, I do a lot of different things. I work with our kids' programs at the foundation, and so one of the things we have coming up, which we try to save for laughs, but it's coming up so soon I just can't get off my brain, is our summer camp program that we do for kids between the ages of 7 and 17 who have experienced a burn injury. We have around 100 kids who are going to join us um, out at Camp Twin Lakes. They're a fantastic partner of ours, and I'm sure you've heard of them. They have about 60 partner camp so we're excited to to join together with 100 kids in winder georgia and we have about 100 volunteers the majority of which are fire service because we do work with the fire service a lot and partner with them and value their partnership so we are so excited for that um, i am a little bit crazy right now i'm, I'm prepping for that but we know um, it's going to be a fantastic week and we call um, our camp program we kind of talk when we talk about it we call it fun with a purpose so everything we do there is is a blast if you went to camp or or have seen people go to camp it's fun it's it's laughing it's staying up late it's maybe disobeying some of the rules that are given and just having a blast so but we call it fun with a purpose because we want our kids to leave with some with some skills that will help them in life and we recognize that camp is just one week as fun as it is but they have to live their life the rest of the weeks of the year and there are challenges associated with the injury that they have and we are really intentional about um, addressing that because at times no one wants to talk about it because it's different or you don't know what to say so we are really intentional about giving our kids some skills um, 
to handle life outside of camp because that's where life really is. So that's one of the things that I get to work with. We have a, a winter camp we do. Um, this is our first year. We started in January with um, campers, and we also allowed them to bring siblings to kind of talk about um, that experience because when we say burn survivor, we just we don't just um, talk about the person who was injured, but the family, the friends, everyone who was impacted. So we have begun to model our programs around that, and we have some young adult programs for um, those who've aged out of camp and, and adult programs, and we're really working to build up those programs as well. Dennis, your story moves people very deeply um, at the Digital Ball on May 3rd. Um, what would it have been like for you to have had a camp like this when you were burned as just a child? You know, Ricky, I, I can say without hesitation that it would have had a tremendous impact on me, and not just me, but it would have had a tremendous impact on my family because I got burned in a motorcycle explosion, and I was burned over 70% of my body, and it was very difficult. It was physically painful spending eight months in the hospital, but it was more difficult when I was discharged because I thought discharge meant you were fixed. And they discharged me. I didn't feel the same. I didn't look the same. I didn't think life was ever going to be the same. And I didn't feel I was discharged. I felt I was kicked out because I wasn't fixed. And I went home and hid in the house for two years. And I hid in the house for two years, one, because I was not only ashamed of how I looked, but no one understood no one had ever gone through what I'd went through, and that was far more difficult and far more painful, and that degree of suffering, it was so much greater than the physical injury. You know, I was burned. I had surgery. They put bandages on me. I healed. I had scars, but I healed, so my life was no, no longer in jeopardy, but I didn't have a life, and I didn't see where life held anything for me because I didn't know that I could live with this physical difference. And I didn't know that people, I had no frame of reference because I didn't see any other people. And it was 20, it was almost 25 years before I even discovered that there was this invisible population of burn survivors out in the world. So for 25 years, I thought I was the only person that ever left a hospital that had been burned because the only burn people I saw was in a hospital. And I feel so very fortunate today to be able to affect change in that community, to be a part of a team of people. And when I say team, I'm not just talking about the Georgia Firefighters Burn Foundation, but I'm talking about the firefighters who help support us. I'm talking about the partnership with TechBridge, everybody coming together to impact the life of one person because at the end of the day, it's not about the services and programs. It's really about impacting lives of people. And McKenzie was talking earlier about our children's burn camp. and. I can recall very vividly the first children's burn camp I went to because as a, a speaker, I was speaking at a program, and the director of uh, at that time of a foundation asked me to come and spend some time with the kids because she thought it would, it would have an impact on them. And I had been, I was so long past my burn that I thought I could go and impact these lives and just be inspirational to these kids and let them know that, you know, you can get over this. And when I set foot on that camp, and I saw these kids running down towards the, the swimming pool, and they had their swim trunks on. These kids weren't hiding their scars. Some had limbs missing, and they were just running and falling and laughing. I lost it because it took me right back to that 14-year-old kid who was so alone. And I had to go back to the car and sit down and kind of get myself together because I need to inspire these kids. But what I needed to do was to be honest with this population, but I had found a home. I had found a community. I had found people who were like me. 
but God, I went so long without having that, not even realizing it was there. And that doesn't have to happen today. Mm -hmm. So are we motivated at the Georgia Firefighters Burn Foundation? People are going to get injured. Accidents happen. Burns occur. But we can help people and hold their hand. We can't fix anyone. We make that very clear. But we can kind of hold their hand and walk them along their journey, whatever they choose that journey to be. So it's so much more than being executive director for me. Uh, because every time I, there's an opportunity for us to reach out and help someone, uh, it's very um, liberating for me because I help myself every time. And I, I, I believe it's a universal truth that I don't believe anyone can genuinely extend themselves from a place of, 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 of truth to help someone without being helped in the process. And every time we extend ourselves to help someone, we're helped in the process. I grow every time. You know, I have the same scars now that I had when I was hiding in the house. The difference is I recognize the purpose for it. You know, today I understand that it wasn't a tragedy, but it was really the greatest blessing in my life because it's allowed me to have the experiences that I can use as a tool to impact or affect hope in people's lives because that's all we're talking about is hope. When we talk about the nonprofit community, us and those 99 other nonprofits, it's really about hope, you know, whether it's burned kids, whether it's homeless veterans, you know, whether it's, it's the disabled. It's really about hope because that's that's the thing. That's what we are. We're, we're merchants of hope. That, that's what we are. And, and we're just so fortunate to have an opportunity to do that. That's so beautiful, Dennis. Thank you very much for sharing that. Uh, James was worried about trying to come up with $10,000 and yes. uh, 31 plus thousand dollars later, um, and I don't know what it's, it may have topped more than that now. What is that thirty plus thousand dollars going to do for the Georgia Firefighters Burn Association that you could not have done otherwise? Well, you know, when you start talking about technology, it's really funny um, because I need to pass the microphone when we talk about technology. But I do recognize that we live in a world today that it's very difficult to do it without the assistance of technology. It's just difficult. You know, we talked earlier today when we were having lunch that I'm going to have to have someone to get me back into my Facebook page because it turned off and I don't know how to, to get in it. But McKenzie can, can speak more to that, that very neat of what this technology is going to do for us. So um, I'm thinking back to the meeting we had when we started talking about what we needed. James yes. came out um, and said, what do you guys need? We had quite a few help desk tickets. Um, everyone <laughs> at the company that was servicing our IT um, help knew us all by name, I think by voice. So we had we had really run it up there. So um, James just said he was coming out to meet with us, but I'm pretty sure that we had gotten flagged along the way. So <laughs> we um, sit down at this meeting, and we're going down our list and trying to be as pleasant as possible, but this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this is – end of life, we learned all these new terms I didn't even yes. know existed. And so we're talking, and one of my staff members, and I have to give Dana Dillard the credit for it, she just looked at James and threw her hands up and then put them on the table and said, can't we just start over? And we all are shaking it off, and James, James says, you know what? We actually can do this. I have an idea about the nonprofit exchange, and I think you guys would be a great candidate. And so uh, we went from there. So what does that money do for us? It does everything. Really, when I say everything, I mean it. We are actually, um, as long as it goes through on Friday, our Wi-Fi is, is coming yay, through yay. along with our new switch, which I'm still not sure what that is, but some people out there will know what that means. So It's a good thing. It's a good thing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing that, and um, people still don't believe we don't have Wi-Fi. McDonald's has Wi-Fi. Everywhere has Wi-Fi. So we're getting Wi-Fi, but we're getting all new computer systems, all new phones. 
we sat down and mapped it out because of the generosity we're going to get um, a customized database that we believe, as Jennifer told us, we could leverage for other burn foundations who do similar work, um, kind of build a template for them to use. And it's really just starting over in technology and getting everything on the same page. No more mismatched computers and, um, you know, our office. Uh, we lose power a lot. We lose our website a lot. We lose our phones a lot. And it really impacts the work we're able to do. And so for us, this is really an a way to be connected that we can make an impact and that's what we love about this and we were talking earlier and that's some of what I love about the nonprofit exchanges because it's going to help us to be a better business yes. that's what TechBridge is really doing for us because we um, don't have the funds for technology we can't sell anyone on technology they want to be sold on the camp they want to see more kids coming to the camp they want more adults to be served but for us we can't get there when our email we're all locked out our passwords have changed and no one knows how to get to it and our phones are down and all those things that sound so funny but that are really a reality every single week we think that we added it up and we think that we were probably losing 25 to 30 hours a month of productivity because of our technology issues so we are just so excited and 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 I can't even tell you the the feeling of watching those numbers on the screen and watching James and Dennis on on stage and it's like oh no there's a glitch there's a glitch the money's going too fast the money's going too fast and so for us it was really a dream come true and as Dennis and I kind of reflected the next day and the next couple of days, I actually just started crying with him on the phone and said, you know, Dennis, and I'll try not to cry now, but if I do, it's, it's, it just is. But what I told him was it was so moving how people responded to the work we're doing. And sometimes in nonprofit, you don't always um, hear people clapping for you and hear people cheering you on. And so it was just, it was overwhelming to hear and to see people give and move in such a way. And, um, it was just really an unbelievable evening. Uh, I thought the standing ovation that Dennis got was was mm-hmm. said it all right. I mean, it was amazing the the passion and the energy that the crowd had had for your mission and and for what you do every day. Mm-hmm. So, I, I was just so honored uh, to be a part of it. Um, it's why we do what we do. I think anybody that runs a non for profit or works at a non for profit deserves a standing ovation every morning when they get out of bed because you're changing the world and uh, that was a beautiful story and thank you for sharing and and I know that more people will be served by your foundation as a result of this money but this money is a start not the end of what's going on at Tech Bridge and the non uh, nonprofit exchange Jennifer I'd like to go back to you for a minute and say what are the campaigns do we have going and those that didn't participate or weren't there uh, if you want to make uh, your heart right tonight or today or whenever you listen to this, Alter call. you have an opportunity to do that. How can they do that, Jennifer, and what are some of the other opportunities right now? Okay. Thanks, Ricky. We've got two great opportunities that are out on the nonprofit exchange right now. The first is for Project Grad Atlanta. They work with um, kids in the Atlanta public schools to help them get through high school to graduate, to find scholarships to college, and to stay in college. They actually go out and do follow-up visits with all of their students and make sure that they're getting to their classes, that they're meeting with their career counselors, that they are working their plan. So they're a great organization, and they right now take all of their student scholarship forms, and they have to manually enter all of the information from about five different forms for every student into their database. So every week they're spending 10 to 15 hours typing in this information. So their project is very simple and straightforward. We want to put those forms online so that the information goes straight into their database. So. Um, 
check that project out. The second project. Back up one second. What is your goal for that one? It's five. It's five thousand dollars. Five thousand dollars. And how much do you have so far? Seven hundred and five. All right. That gives forty three hundred opportunities for the listening audience today. What's your second one? Okay, the second one is for Piedmont Park Conservancy. We mentioned them earlier because they were uh, one of our finalists for the Technology Innovation Award. Their project is a technology overhaul similar to the one that we planned out for Georgia Firefighters Burn Foundation. They, um, their staff has been limping along with mismatched computers, and they had 13 computers that were still running uh, Microsoft XP. And for those of you in the tech community in the know, uh, you're aware that Microsoft stopped supporting Microsoft XP on April 15th. So they're kind of in a danger zone where they're working on machines that aren't supported. Uh, so their campaign is for $20,000. That's going to buy them 13 business-grade uh, computers for their staff. And um, we really need your help on this campaign. The goal is 20000 and we've got less than 100 today. So we have a lot of room to grow here. Uh, we're working on some innovative ideas with Piedmont Park Conservancy to spread the word out in the community. There are signs in Piedmont Park now with a QR code. You can uh, check that out. But for both of these campaigns... Uh, you just simply go to techbridge.org, and up at the top of the website screen, you'll see an orange link that says Nonprofit Exchange, and it takes you to, directly to our website where you, can, where you can give, and it's also very easy to share information about the campaigns on your social media. So not only should people immediately get involved, go to the uh, techbridge.org, and make a pledge, but also put that on their social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, so that more people will be exposed, and that's the way we make this crowdfunding very exciting. That's right. If, if an another not-for-profit wanted to get involved and have the opportunity of running a campaign, how would they go about that? It's really easy, Ricky. If you are on the Nonprofit Exchange website, you just go to the Get Funding tab, and there uh, is a button to get started, and you fill out a simple inquiry form, and one of our TechBridge consultants will get back to you within 72 hours to consult with you to talk about what your IT needs are, to start kind of scoping out that project and, and talking about the work that we would do together to promote the campaign. And, and Ricky, I, I wanted to... Um uh, piggyback that a, a little bit because you know we had a certain goal that we were trying to reach and we surpassed that goal and we were sitting in the office and we've been talking about okay this is the scope of what we wanted to do right here but now we've gotten more funding than what we thought and I think it's real important for us as a nonprofit that only exists because someone's helping us that we return that in kind and I'm probably speaking out of out of concert here without talking to TechBridge, but we, we want to have conversations with TechBridge about, since we got more than what our actual goal was, some of those funds, and I'm not sure if this is, is, is even possible, some of those funds go towards another nonprofit and, and keep the ball rolling. So it's not just businesses and individuals supporting the, the cause, but it's also nonprofits. You know, because we're a nonprofit, it doesn't mean we as an agency can't be supportive of another nonprofit, and I think that just grows exponentially. And, and since we were sort of the the trailblazer of kind of making this thing happen, maybe this can be a whole other component that we can set the bar for other nonprofits. Because if people are half as as indebted as we feel as we move forward, I think it's kind of a no brainer to also give us an opportunity to help, not just be helped, but an opportunity to help. So, and we can have that conversation, James, Jenny, Karen, we can have the bill, we can have that conversation later. Now that we've put it out in the universe, um, we think it's just the right thing to do and not just 
try to spend money because we have it, but what's the best use for it? You know, because we did get much more than we had our, our target goal, and it's just uh, so for us, it's a no-brainer to use some of those funds to go towards another nonprofit to help them get to the next level. That's very generous, Dennis. Thank you very much. I have no idea where 51 minutes has gone, but uh, we started this, and I knew it was going to be fantastic. I had no idea. Um, uh, like McKenzie, I've been brought to tears twice already and probably will before we get out of here. But uh, this has been a great blessing for me, and I'm sure it's been a great blessing to everyone listening and to those that will listen in the next weeks and months to come. I want to thank Dennis uh, and McKenzie for joining us and for inspiring us and for what you're doing for those that have been burned. I want to certainly thank my great friend, Mr. Bill Van Curen and Karen Renner, for their leadership and their gift of time and service to our community. And, of course, James Franklin and Jennifer Higgins for the life-changing work uh, you're doing at TechBridge. In our last five or six minutes, I want to give each of you the opportunity to say a parting word, one minute, one minute and a half, whatever. Uh, I know James has got one or a couple of other things he wants to point out about uh, the uniqueness of this campaign and, and, and what's going on at TechBridge. But um, we'll run around the table one time, and then I will close us, and we will wrap this show. But it's been uh, an honor and a blessing for me to be with all of you, and, uh, and I'm thankful for this experience. But, James, why don't you start it, and we'll work our way around. I was just going to point out, you know, I was going to add to the comment about, so what do we get? with this campaign you know what does the georgia firefighters burn foundation get and uh, i had a conversation with bob de rhodes before the digital ball and uh, as we mentioned before he's the new cio for target and i said so we're going to raise ten thousand dollars and we're going to do all this stuff and he said okay so that but that just gets you started right i said no that's everything and he was speechless he didn't say anything and then he goes really and i said yeah and he goes that's amazing so for ten thousand dollars it's new equipment it's installed. It's migrated to the cloud. It's a new core app, uh, core suite of applications to to manage uh, the the bulk of what you do as a typical nonprofit. Um, it's it's really everything, uh, and the reason we're able to do that is because of all the generosity of the community that has really allowed us to do the R and D to make this affordable for you, uh, and the subsidization that the community has allowed. So, um, and and it. And it wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for the generosity of that room. And if it wouldn't have happened also if it wasn't for the conversation that we had. And I'll never, I'll never forget what you said. You said every week technology is preventing us from doing our mission. Mm. Every single week. And, uh, and, and someone from your team said, I wish we could start over. And I remember you, Dennis, said we don't have the money to do that. We can't. Uh, and that's when we said absolutely we can do that. Um, and, and we did with the help of Karen and Bill and the community that they represent. So thank you, Karen. Thank yes. you, Bill. Amen. Amen. Jennifer? I, I want to piggyback off that and say it really was incredible. And the spirit in the room at the digital ball that night was, was different than it has been at any other digital ball. And I think that now is the time when we can really capitalize on that momentum that we had that night. And let's, let's come together and let's help even more nonprofits. We know the need is there. It's, it's everywhere we turn. When we look at nonprofits, they need better ways to run their businesses. And TechBridge is poised to help them. We've been doing this a long time. And it's our passion to, um, to make their lives easier so they can focus on their work. So this is a call to action for 
the the corporate community, the IT community here in Atlanta. Please come out and, and support nonprofits that you care about and help them in a way that's meaningful through technology. So please do visit the nonprofit exchange and um, and give and share the word. Mackenzie? Yeah, thank you. I just want to thank you again so much for having us. Thank you, TechBridge. Thank you, Ricky, Karen, and Bill. And just we just appreciate it so much. And I just hope that um, if there are nonprofits out there listening, that you're just encouraged that this is a community of people um, within our city and within the nonprofit sector that really care about the work we're doing. And if you feel like you're a nonprofit who can't have a start over the nonprofit exchange really provides that because we were one who were looking at our budget saying there's no there's no money for this. Just deal with it. And and so I just want to encourage any nonprofit or anyone who's passionate about the work we're doing to really look into the nonprofit exchange because it, it's really transformative and makes a huge difference in the work that TechBridge is doing to help our community. So just thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Dennis? Well, again, I want to thank TechBridge for this, this, this allowing us to be proud of the family. And, you know, working in the nonprofit sector, probably my least favorite thing is always having to beg for money because it doesn't matter how impactful the programs and services are. It doesn't happen without the funds to make it happen. And at the gala, the digital ball, it was it was an opportunity just to say thank you. And I'm not sure if it was anything that McKenzie and I thought about at the at the table before going on stage because we did have a script and and. I was supposed to say a certain thing, but I was there, and there was so many caring people that I, I didn't want to beg for money. I just wanted to say thank you, you know, and that's really what it is, you know, not just thank you to, to TechBridge and to you, Ricky, for allowing us to, to, to be on the show, but those people out there who have done anything to extend themselves to help someone, just thank you, you know, because I'm someone who's sitting here today because a lot of very caring people helped me along my journey of recovery and it had very little to do with whether they knew me or not it was just the right thing to do and and again it's it, it's about people so from someone who directly benefited from the services of caring people i just want to say thank you and I, i'll close mine with that just thank you karen i would like to encourage all the folks out there in the technology community to get involved and to get engaged with TechBridge. There's multiple ways to do that, and as, as James mentioned, a little goes a long way in the nonprofit community, and I think whether that's your personal time or financial resources or technology expertise, there's multiple ways to leverage that for the benefit of the nonprofit community. Well, again, a great show. Thank you, Jess Jones, for all of your tweeting, and uh, certainly Kevin Finn, and I want to thank the vice chairman of the board of TechBridge, who's my boss. Uh, Clint Bailey and all the good folks at Hunter Technical Resources who sponsor this program on a regular basis. I always close our time together by sharing a blessing for you, your family, and your business. The blessing comes from the book of Numbers. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen. It's been a great show. God bless you. Have a great rest of the week. And please go to www techbridge.org and share some of what you have with some with some folks who don't have anything. Thank you very much. God bless. Mm-hmm.